You're going to get five. You're going to be in so much trouble. Yes, I want the Maserati. Yes, I want the Academy Award. I wanted it when I was 12, and I still want it to this day. There are four components, your introduction, reflect on 2020, your story, what you'd like to say, and a message for teenagers. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to first um, ask you to do your, your introduction as if it was a documentary. Devin, my name is Michael Dante, and uh, I'm an award-winning actor. I was a uh, celebrity talk show host for 12 years and an award-winning author. And I started out in life as an 18-year-old, as a professional uh, baseball player. I was a bonus ball player in the Boston Braves organization. Now we're going to reflect a little bit on 2020. Everybody has their own story of how things kind of went for them. It's a, it's a landmark year. It's taught a lot of lessons. Uh, how was your year? My year, of course, I was locked in like everybody else. But it was very productive. I finished uh, three screenplays in uh, my fourth book. So the time I, I utilized, because I'm not one to, to watch television and, uh, you know, a couch potato. So I would be writing my, my screenplays and, and a book uh, right along, but, uh, you know, carrying on my life uh, as well at the same time. But being locked in, I had nowhere to go. So the time I spent 100% of my time very productively and, of course, creatively writing uh, three screenplays and my latest book, I'm, I'm so excited about it. We're, we've done, a, I think, a, a very unique and great job with all the uh, celebrities from uh, motion pictures and entertainment world. And uh, of the uh, 265 shows, uh, 45 of them are Hall of Famers from the sports world. So it's, uh, wow. it's yeah, very, very, very exciting and very unique. I think it's the only show like it in the world because I have an hour interview with each one of the, the stars, some of the greatest stars that ever lived. So you've been on this side. You've been the interviewer. Could you tell me a little bit about that experience? Oh, I want to share this with you, Devin, Devin because it's very important and your listeners who might like, uh, you know, uh, radio uh, or television as a career, that the greatest attribute you bring to uh, television and being a host, radio or whatever, is listening. A talk radio host, uh, television host, the more you listen, you cannot listen enough. Listen more and more and react, do your homework. The main thing is to do your homework because I've had big, I mean, stars that, international stars that would give you um, a one-word, two-word answer and say, gee, you know, you started out in show business at the ripe old age of 14. Did you have a stagecoach mother? No. Oh, boy. <laughs> now you better have done your homework because then you could feed back what you know if they did or not. Oh, I read something where uh, you did have, you had, you didn't have a stage mother, but you had your, your grandmother that escorted you uh, right. all of these places, interviews with 
uh, directors and producers and, and so forth. So you have to do your homework, research, and the ability to listen is the greatest attribute you could bring to uh, radio being a host. Right. I learned something that I, that I, I learned from a, a local host. He said to me, you should always be able to find your next question in their answer. Is that true? That's good. That's a very good one step ahead, you know, and then even sometimes, again, one step ahead of that, because uh, you want, you might be limited to time. Yes. You know? So there's always a time uh, schedule with the interviews, you know, you can't go on all day. So you have to be concerned at, uh, about time and uh, begin to uh, realize less is more. Less is always more, and concentrate uh, what what you want to say, but limit the longevity and not get long-winded. Then blow it on one subject matter rather than the three or four you were scheduled to talk about. Right. Cool. Um, I actually have an. You mentioned paying attention to time. I just got an interview with Carol Burnett. I don't know if you know who she is. She's oh, a, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I met Carol a long time ago, very briefly. Well, we're not friends or anything, but I met her briefly at a, a, a social event uh, in Hollywood. But she's a marvelous talent, a wonderful woman. Great contribution absolutely. to our, our business. Absolutely. So another thing that I'm putting together through this docuseries is giving actors, uh, World War veterans, artists, authors, the chance to tell their story how they want it to be heard. So how would you tell your story? Well, my story is so unique, it's so different. Um, I started out as a professional ball player and I was a bonus ball player. But unfortunately right. in my second year, I had a, uh, arm problems, I was sore arm, and they didn't know too much about kinesiology in those days. Today, would have, I would have been out maybe a week or 10 days and been back in action. But it was prolonged, and then I had to have an operation, and then decided that, uh, thanks to my doctor's advice, he said, I want you to go. I was thinking about going to uh, the University of Miami of Florida to study uh, drama, my second love, which is uh, an acting career. So he said, that's exactly where I want you to go. I want you to go to some place where it's warm during the winter uh, months, which it was at that time. And uh, after the surgery, uh, I attended the University of Miami of Florida as a drama major. And during the interim, my, my roommate, the great uh, Mickey McDermott, left-handed pitcher with uh, Red Sox, Yankees, and Washington Senators, and the St. Louis Cardinals, introduced me to uh, Tommy Dorsey. We had dinner. Tommy was doing one-nighters up and down the uh, east and west coast of Florida and invited us to dinner. So I said, you know what, gee, I, I can't make it uh, for dinner. I'll meet you for coffee because I'm doing a, rehearsing a play um, at the uh, Ring Theater at the university. He said, well, that's great. Fine. Leave, leave us a pass. We'll have a late dinner and we'll discuss uh, what I see. And, and uh, he and his manager uh, came and I left them a pass. We had a late dinner, and uh, he said, look, I'm only going to tell you this once. He was a great leader, wonderful band leader, but a leader of men, very intelligent. 
And uh, he said, I'm only going to tell you this once. There's one other uh, person that I had really believed in, uh, helped a lot of people, but this other person I really believed in, he did okay. His name was Frank Sinatra. So I said, really? I said, Tom, you really? Uh, he said, you, you've got all the attributes to be uh, an actor. All you need is experience in front of the camera, but you on stage, you have great presence. You have a great voice. He said, uh, you, you, you've got it. So if your arm doesn't respond, I'm going to the big leagues. Now I'm, I'm invited by the Washington Senators to the big league club. So my boyhood dream came true. I'm, I'm now going to join the Washington Senators in March. And he said, well, here's my itinerary. We'll be in touch. And I'll arrange, I want to arrange the screen tests at MGM Studios for you. So I'm going to leave it up to you. That's your decision. If your arm doesn't come around or is slow coming around, I'll be playing at the uh, home show at the Pan Pacific Auditorium in Hollywood for two weeks. I took a little two weeks leave of absence, joined Tommy in, in Hollywood during that period of time. He arranged the screen test for me at MGM. I tested out at MGM. They signed me to a contract that I never went back to baseball. 30 films, 150 television shows later. I read that. That's unbelievable. <laughs> it really is an amazing. And then, of course, I, I, I became an author, and I won the um, uh, literacy, literacy Award in, in Marshfield, Missouri, in 2018 at their uh, Cherry Blossom uh, Festival, which I was very proud of. It was my first book, my autobiography. From Hollywood right. to right. Michael Dante Way. Matter of fact, I have a book here. I'll show you that. It's a hardcover. And uh, get a look at it. Uh, wow. I looked a little different in those days, uh, <laughs> David. <laughs> but uh, from Hollywood to Michael Dante Way, which is my uh, journey from, uh, from Hollywood to Michael Dante Way, which is the name of the street uh, that was named after me in Stanford, Connecticut, my hometown. So uh, it's been a great journey, a wonderful life. And I can't believe, you know, the divine guidance and uh, so many wonderful things that happened along the way. But I would like to share some of the uh, some of those uh, uh, thoughts and, and advice to your, your students. My advice, Devin, is, is they, uh, um, each one of us is, is born with something. God has gifted us something within so that young people have to, uh, along with uh, good teachers, recognize what that talent, what a, that ability is, whether it's intellect, whether it's the arts, uh, whatever it is, to develop that and to uh, uh, realize what their interests are and fall in love with that interest like a piece of art. If it's a piece of art, you're going to give it your your best with all your your heart and soul uh, to be good, and then and, and try to be perfect. But to to realize these along the way, these um, moments, and not let them go awry and get lost in somewhere, and not take advantage of all the opportunities we have in our educational system, in the the uh, wonderful, uh, wonderful things, the thing that we have as human beings, the greatest contribution 
you and I and, and students can make to the world is individuality to a democratic society. See, we, we each generation has to, has to create and invent Absolutely. and then pass it on to the next generation so that we, we, we can progress as a civilization as we have in the past. Right now, I think what has happened to our country and in the world, groups are formed. They've stifled individuality in thinking and so that uh, the creative minds and inventions have been, uh, have been uh, sidetracked with toys, with material things, and people aren't talking with one another more. I urge students to uh, put their wonderful gifts, their communications with other people and other things, but speak with one, with one another. You know, if share human emotions, share thoughts while looking at someone, you know, in their eyes and, and, um, and exchange their, their feelings about whatever the subject matter is. We need more of that. And I, I find that uh, there's so much mechanical things that uh, young people now are, are enamored with. I think it, 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 it delays the growth of invention and creativity. They should treat whatever, whatever their interests are like a piece of art and go for it and just put your best foot forward and try to be the best you can to you and the person you're, you're communicating with or working with or working for. Thank you. That was, that was wonderful. Um, I agree with everything you said. And a lot of people my age, I'm 17, so a lot of people my age are twiddling their thumbs in a way. This documentary series or documentary, whatever I decide to do with the series of interviews that I'm doing right now, is really focusing on speaking to the younger generation. And so you mentioned how we have to do things for the younger generation because real ultimately they are, they are gonna be what's next. If it will just help one or two people find their passion and just find the motivation to, like you said, treat it like a piece of art. Um, that's, that's the goal. So I really appreciate you being a part of this. Well, you're on the right track, uh, Devin. I respect you for that. At your age, I think it's uh, uh, the right direction to, to share with your, your colleagues and the young people of the world, because you're going to be talking to and with, and they'll see you visually on the internet and share all those, uh, your thoughts. And, and uh, please remind them, the greatest contribution one can make uh, is individuality to a, a democratic society. And just, just think about invention, creation, just work with what God gave you with all your passion and just go for it. The results will be there. Just treat it like a piece of art and the results will be there, Devin. Uh, I promise you, the hard work, the work, the thousands of hours I dedicated myself to my theater groups. I belong to the Actors Studio. I belong to Theater East, Theater West, groups in, in uh, California and Hollywood. 
that um, thousands of hours I worked to develop my craft so that nobody could rock my boat. I could work with any actor in the world and with my presence and with my understanding of my craft and what I could do, what I can't do. I will challenge anybody, anybody I could work with because I know my craft. I paid my dues, but that takes lots of, lots of hundreds of hours in dedication and passion for the uh, objective that I wanted to, to uh, that I worked for and wanted to achieve. So the res results will be there if you're willing to dedicate yourself, your audience, young people, you've got to dedicate yourself, particularly we're talking about the arts, an actor or a radio or television host, you have to pay your dues and have to be prepared to know your craft and uh, just uh, uh, work as hard as you can. And once you're, once you, you're comfortable in that, in that cocoon, you can go in any direction and be as comfortable and, and, and be as a, uh, uh, professional as you possibly can. And uh, I just wanted to ask, out of curiosity, um, from what you can see in your frame behind you, would you be willing to tell us anything about what you have on your wall? Yes. You see, the, this over the, um, the leather piece here, the shirt, yeah, that dress was worn in Winterhawk. I played the title you know, I played the title role in the... Uh, Film Winterhawk, which is a was a tremendous uh, uh, success critically and of course financially, and I wore that shirt. Unfortunately, the sequence I wore that in the film uh, was cut out, but right. they gave me that. That was uh, done by David Powell, a wonderful uh, set de uh, decorator and uh, set designer, and uh, uh, he was just just. Uh, a wonderful artist. He's a fine painter. He, he paints and, and his artwork is um, uh, displayed in galleries uh, throughout uh, Arizona, Wyoming, and Montana. David Powell. David uh, created that and, and uh, uh, presented that to me as a gift after we finished the film. And the bow behind it, the bow and arrow behind it, the long hunting bow, which is the longest one that protrudes out. That, that was uh, given to me uh, by uh, uh, George Montgomery. That belonged to George Montgomery, a wonderful Western actor who was married to Dinah Shore at uh, once and uh, wonderful, talented uh, sculptor, uh, painter. He was everything. God, he furniture. He made antique furniture that uh, the likes of which I have never seen. He just a brilliant, a brilliant artist, wonderful man. Uh, these are other pictures behind me by artists uh, that I had met along the way who had uh, loved my work in Winterhawk. That was really a very special um, a movie uh, for me to do, to be selected uh, maybe one and a half, one, maybe a half of one, one percent of the actors that ever lived had the good fortune to play a title role. And I had the good fortune to be selected to play Winterhawk. And so I had an affinity, a, a wonderful uh, vision and a passion uh, for this character. 
Uh, I've always been a leader. I've always had leadership qualities. And to play a leader of a nation, this was something very special. And the fact that I made him, it wasn't written. I made him a religious man. He believed in all of the elements that uh, the great spirit had given us. And adding the layer of, of character based on his uh, spiritual beliefs gave the nuances, lots of nuances in my choices during filming uh, this character and putting him on the screen. So that uh, this, he and the Blackfoot Nation loved what I did. They honored me for my work. Every decision I made, Devin, was based on a, a spiritual essence, whether it was the wind, the sun, the moon, the sky, the water, the trees, or wildlife, not based on ego. Right. You see? So when I made a decision, I always moved to something that I had heard in the wind or the sound of something that connected me with the Almighty, the Great Spirit. So it was something very special for me. This is, was a, my favorite role. I loved four or five of them that were my favorites for, for whatever reasons and different reasons. But this was one-dimensional uh, further. It was something that I made a marriage with a character that I thoroughly enjoyed from beginning to end. It was that art piece that I treated with para, with uh, with uh, passion that was the, made the marriage of the two of us. That's very, very inspiring and such a great honor, I, I believe. Wow. Thank you. Thank um, you. But that's about all the questions that I have for you. If there's anything else that you'd like to promote or speak on, feel yeah, free. Uh, uh, Devin, I would like to share, since we're talking about Winterhawk, yeah. uh, that can be seen on the YouTube, YouTube right now for free. Yeah. It's um, uh, the an hour, it's an hour and 39 minutes. I'm sure the audience will, will, will find it uh, uh, interesting based on some of the things that I, I just mentioned. By the way, I'm sorry, on Amazon Prime, you could see it as well. Okay. Uh, Devin, and um, I, I want to say my, they, you, your audience can go online and see my, uh, my four books. They're all for uh, sale. They can be, you contact me on my uh, website, Michael Dante Way uh, at AOL.com. Uh, here are, the, uh, here are the other two books, uh, uh, Winterhawk's Land, which is the sequel to Winterhawk, and Six Road Home. Now, Winterhawk's Land is the, is, uh, the sequel to, I didn't want the character to die. Uh, I own the sequel rights to it. So, uh, and uh, I had the story that I, I uh, synopsis, and then wrote a screenplay having obtained the uh, screen rights and uh, wanted it Winterhawk to live after the end of the film because uh, Clayana, 
Dawn Wells, the actress who played her, who did a wonderful job, Dawn who Wells. just passed away. Dawn Wells by the passed way. away? Yeah, she passed away about a month ago. Yeah. I got yeah. to meet Dawn one time. Yeah, she uh, died, died of the uh, uh, COVID-19. Yeah. And unfortunately, she was a lovely human being and wonderful actress. And she played Clayana. Uh, and she, of course, at the end of the film, uh, I don't know if you ever saw the film, uh, Devin, but when you see it, she comes off with me in the end, the white girl with uh, Winterhawk. So I wanted the character to live on in that relationship and the story of the people. And Six Road Home is a story of six uh, horse soldiers that muster out after the Civil War, survive the four years of the Civil War, and muster out at Appomattox. General Meese surrenders. Now they're going home. Going home to what? Right. I was inspired by writing it because I thought our service men and women since the beginning of time, since the beginning of, of war, when they went off to war and they, they were lucky to survive, now are coming home. They all share the same emotions or they shared the same emotions. The names and the places change, but not the same emotions. The fear, the insecurities, the doubts, what is their love life going to be like, their environment, all of those things, the humans, the human beings, men and women, experience, even in Afghanistan today, the men and women coming back yeah. from Iraq and Afghanistan and other places, coming home to, to what? Sharing those same feelings and emotions and these six, six horse soldiers come home, and it's not very pleasant. It's nobody rides off in the sunset, but it's a wonderful book. I'm so proud of it. And an ending like you've never seen in a Western before, positively, never. It's, that was my third book. Oh. And my fourth book is about my... Um, uh, talk radio show for 12 years, celebrity talk shows with 265 shows I did in 12 years from A to Z. You name the, the actors and actresses and Hall of Famers from the football, baseball, boxing, you know, basketball and, and uh, golf and tennis, you name them. Yeah. So uh, it's all there. And these are three or four, three books are for sale. The fourth book will be coming out, I would say, within a couple of months. I would say by June, I should have uh, uh, my fourth book, which is called My Classic Radio Interviews with the Stars. My Classic Radio Interviews with the Stars. It'll be just 60, 60 interviews and 60 pictures with about three pages of of info of the interview, plus say an eight by 10 picture of each one to all my friends. And, and I'll have maybe three or four volumes. This is the first volume and it's only 60 uh, celebrities, 60 stars for the first book. So um, I'll just <laughs> continue to write and 
keeping busy. Yeah, so out of something terrible, the pandemic, you know, for me, uh, thank God, I, the time I spent very constructively and creatively. So, uh, well, they can go on my website, michaeldanteway.com, simple, and see everything. The 265 interviews are listed right. with all of the celebrities. I, I think you went on it, uh, Devin. So I did. And then they can email me if they're interested in, in purchasing uh, pictures or or um, uh, any of the four or three books that I've written. Thank you so much for joining me on the Dev Show. It was a it was a great experience, and uh, thank you for all your work, Devin. I'm so proud of you at your age, and you're starting at the right time, starting young, and have all the enthusiasm. Do your homework, do your research, and um, I think people like myself that have have so much to offer, are willing to share with you, and particularly, you know, the young people. I, I want to share that with the young people uh, leaving after I'm long gone and and leaving uh, some of the, uh, sharing the thoughts and some of my work and experiences with the likes of the young people so that you can uh, propagate and, and pass that down to the next generation. So, uh, I think you're doing a great job, and, and I thank you for inviting me and on the show. And and uh, maybe we'll do it again when the book comes out. Who knows? Absolutely, one hundred percent. But uh, God bless you, and you're doing a, you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. Thank you.